Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or wherever you're at. Uh, we are not going to make it through this podcast. I'm already sure of that. Uh, this is this is a big one. This is probably the one of the biggest podcasts we've ever done. One we've been talking about for about since maybe August, really, for a long time. We've been talking about doing it for a while. We wanted to wait uh, at least until uh, the new systems came out. But this is the Phantom Correspondence big review of the eighth generation of systems. If you don't know what that is. That's basically every system that came out between 2013 up to today, um, through today, basically. Um, so that's the Nintendo Wii U, the Nintendo Switch, the PS4, and the Xbox One. And although it's uh, becoming clearer and clearer that I probably should have done this by myself, I have a group. I have a group of possibly half inebriated phantom correspondents with me. Lies. Uh, you know, and the one that you heard that said that was lies was uh, Miss Miss Raven, Virginia. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah you good. What, what do you what, what do you got going on there? I've got cold brew and Woodford Reserve. Okay, so she has cold brew and Woodford Reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so her her takes are going to be on on the rough side, probably. No. And the first podcast back uh, in over a month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First yeah. Podcast back in yeah. I missed you all. Yeah. The last one we did was Elizabeth Town, right? <laughs> Yeah, Elizabeth Thomas, my last yeah, podcast. Yeah, that was last oh, one. Oh, my yeah. God. That it's, feels like a lifetime ago. I know. <laughs> it's been a busy few weeks for me, uh, but I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm back. 2020 moves at a uh, at a glacial pace. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it does seem like more in a month. But mm-hmm. we're glad to have you here, have your perspective. Uh, we've also got Red Lanyard Al. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'm ready to talk about some video games. Oh, man, he is he is ready to talk about. He's uh, We've already discussed, uh, you know, Al is... Uh, going to take the, the hippie stance here in a couple, about an hour or so. And yeah. So yeah. We're, pretty, we're pretty excited about that. <laughs> yeah, that crazy hippie human rights stance. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll yeah. let you drink Tonight. Oh, thank you so much for asking. Me. <laughs> so on one hand, I've got myself a Kentucky gentleman I made um, from Woodford Reserve and L81, which is an excellent soda here in Kentucky. And I also have a small glass of watermelon wine mm-hmm. that Joshua Weissage provided me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good to go. I was actually the part of that was like I was hoping that we could just make Jenny out to be the the drunk one for the evening, but Jenny was not happy. Oh, no. <laughs> I am having, not drinking alone, my friend. Okay? <laughs> she was not having that at all. And of course, we've got we've got the EIC Jacob Vance McCarty Hardesty and all other nicknames in between. Jake, since we're discussing, what are you, what are you drinking? Uh, I am currently also having some watermelon wine as well. Uh, most likely we'll be having uh, some of that Woodford Reserve and Ale 8 later because that sounds fantastic. Absolutely. But I'm just sticking with just the watermelon wine for right now. There we go. You know. I And then, of course, you've got me, the wise sage guy. I am I'm drinking some watermelon wine. Uh, that, that's all. That's probably all I will drink. I'll probably <laughs> shift over into. It's like juice. I will, it is, <laughs> it's like juice, okay? and uh, Very sweet. so uh, you know, uh, that was Jenny's subtle way of saying because Josh is a wuss, this is That's probably all he's going to drink. I just said it was and, sweet. Um, Literally, all the other men are drinking it too. So yeah, so yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but I will probably uh, shift away because someone has to be the designated driver of this podcast tonight, <laughs> uh, and uh, shift into uh, something uh, something a little less. Uh, uh, inebriating, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, first, this, this is going to be a three-part podcast. Uh, we've got one part. It's part tonight. We're going to talk about just the consoles, uh, mm-hmm. the major console producers, and their strategies and what they did. 
if it worked, what didn't work, that kind of thing. Word. Second part, we're going to talk about trends, controversies, and uh, you know, different stuff that happened uh, within the industry uh, for the past six years or so. Because uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a hyperbolic statement to say that video games probably moved as far within to the cultural zeitgeist in the last six years uh, further than they have beforehand at any point. Uh, so we're, we're definitely going to discuss that. And then uh, our finale, our third part, uh, this has been difficult for everybody, but we've got our top five games of the generation. Woo. So we're just going to discuss that, yep. argue about it, uh, <laughs> you know, randomly say the Jay-Z yap about it. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, that, that's, what, that's what's going to be happening. So you got that to look forward to. Like I said, this is part one of three. Uh, and so we're going to start here. And this is the first question I'm going to ask. Okay. So you've had. Oh, boy. So just throw out some numbers real quick. Okay. There were, by the end of this year, more than likely, Sony's going to announce that they've sold 120 million PS4s. Okay. That's, which is a, a very good amount. Okay. Is that overall like. That's across the world. Entire world. Okay. That's across the world. That's. Currently fourth in uh, overall. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. uh, PS2 is number one. Nintendo uh, DS is uh, number uh, two, and then uh, three is uh, the Game Boy. So you mm-hmm. got so you've got some you know you've got some wiggle room there to probably move up. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Nintendo Switch sold uh, so far across the world. They announced in August. 68 million copies, which is very good considering that's about three years. Three years, yeah. Okay. So that's a, <laughs> that's a strong that's a strong amount. Okay. The Xbox One, um, somewhere around 50 million. Okay. I couldn't really find an exact number. Uh, so when you... Which, to put that into perspective as well, Xbox consoles traditionally have not done as well outside of the U.S. That is fair. Mm-hmm. So they they just aren't advertised as much outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. That is true. They did basically, in the seventh generation, basically come out to a tie with PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, according with Wikipedia's numbers, so take a grain of salt, but according to Wikipedia, PS3 sold like 87.5. Xbox 360 sold like 87.3. So it's basically a tie. Um, but I... I do think, you know, there's there's some, I don't know if there's a clear winner, there might be a clear loser among the consoles. Um, but the first question I want to ask this, okay, and we're just going to go down the list, okay? For you as a gamer, on a scale of 1 to 10, how did Sony's PS4 appeal to you as a gamer, as for what you, what you want to do with a gaming system? So on a scale of 1 to 10, I will start with you. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So as far as what I want to do with it, as as a gamer, someone who plays games, um, <laughs> I have to say, and this will probably be a sentiment um, I kind of echo throughout this three part series, is that whenever it comes to video games, whether it be the games themselves, or the consoles, or whatever it might be, or the publishers, or whatever. Um, to me, it comes down to to the gameplay experience. That's kind of the main thing that kind of overshadows all the other elements. Um, for the PlayStation 4, <coughs> I mean, I would have to give that like probably a 9 or a 10 because when you look at the games that are being offered 
by the PS4, I mean, those, the PlayStation 4 exclusives are the games I think about for the most part whenever I think about this last generation of consoles. Um, so as far as, like, a, a gameplay standard goes, I mean, I've heard the Xbox One is great as, like, a home entertainment system, and that's probably very true. But as far as a a game console goes, um, it would be it would be pretty hard for the PS4 to improve its appeal to me um, at all, um, any more than it already has. Okay, I mean, if if there was a way they could improve, what would it be as far as gaming goes? Mm. Mm. Gosh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean, as far as gaming goes, it's really hard to think of anything. I think some of, I think if anything, some of the innovations on that Xbox has as far as like accessibility goes. Um, like to people with disabilities and uh, being ex- accessible to people like that to still be able to play and interact with their hardware and stuff. Um, I think Sony could have improved from there, uh, just as far as like offering a wider opportunity to all kinds of people to play their games. But I mean, when it comes down to it, that's really the only thing I can think of. And that's not to like cast shade on accessibility for Sony. Because, again, when you get into um, the Sony-published um, games, the PS4 exclusives, a lot of them had a lot of really great accessibility options for themselves. Um, so that's really kind of getting into, like, the nitty-gritty of what it could have improved. So, Okay. Jenny, same question. Scale of 1 to 10, as a gamer, how, did, uh, how was Sony's strategy? I mean, to me, it was a nine, I would say. Um, I don't really know what they could have improved on. Uh, what appealed to me at the time when I first got my PlayStation 4, which, oddly enough, I like barely play this game, but I really liked the idea. It was the first like console that I got to like, um, kind of like dip into multiplayer online. And so the idea of like playing with your friends and stuff, even though like you're far away or what have you, was really appealing to me. And I know like every other console is like kind of tapped into that, but that's like what initiated my interest, I guess. So. Because we we play we play a lot of division. We play yeah, a lot play of Apex, division of Destiny. Destiny, Fortnite. Um. Yeah. All um, of that. Apex. Like, I love that. Yeah. Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> that was uh you know uh so like their their multiplayer their multiplayer aspect you know was there any part of the multiplayer aspect that you know you think could have been improved? He's telling you to be louder. Yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, uh, could be improved. Um, I can't really think of anything else off my head. Okay. I probably distracted you there. Sorry, that's yeah. on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Okay, Jake, uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. Remember, speak. Speak Speak loudly, yes. Project, yes, 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 yes. That's, that's the thing. I'm sad that we were recording that because they could see that was projection. I was doing weird hand motions. I'm sorry. What the hell is that? Whatever. That was my first thought. I was like, I don't think Jimmy looks like I was like, do y'all look sick? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. That was a Weird way of doing it. Um, that was very strange. But anyway, Jake, same, same <laughs> question. Same question, Jake. Scale of one to ten. Don't throw up. Oh, get Goodness me. I am so sorry for that. Um, so, Sony strategy for the PS4. I. 
I don't really know how they could have improved, honestly. Um, I'd probably have to go 10 out of 10. Um, they made an attempt almost from the get-go to appeal to just about every kind of gamer. Um, even with, I, and I know they are still a little bit behind in X versus Xbox with Game Pass, but PlayStation Now was a big thing, at least for me when I first started playing. Um because being able to stream games from the PS3 that I had never gotten around to trying, uh, or just trying out new games that just released on the PS4, but I hadn't had a chance to go pick up, that was a really interesting thing for me. That was the first time I'd ever done it. I didn't have an Xbox One or a Game Pass, so I didn't know about that. Um, they do definitely need to improve that system a little bit better, but besides that, I mean, between that, you know, within the first within the first few years, you had you know, you had you had Infamous Second Son, you had uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, a few years later, you had Spider Man. You had so many games that you know Bloodborne. You had so many games. I was, I'm, I'm just laughing at the fact like you, you went. You're, we're talking about PS4 services, and he's like, "Yeah, Infamous Second Son, man. Yeah, that." Inf- <laughs> you said you said starting, starting, <laughs> the starting point. I was about to mention Bloodborne, which came out the year after. Okay, so okay, excuse me. I'm sorry. I know Second Son is not that good. But I didn't mention knack. It could have been worse. Killer app from the second. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, right from the get go, they were trying to, um, they were trying to bring as many gamers as they possibly could. And I thought, I think personally, even with some slight setbacks on Infamous Second Son, they did a a fantastic job um, with the different games they were bringing out. Um, If they could improve one thing. And really, this is this is honestly this is slightly jumping ahead, and just from an industry standpoint, I would have done more couch co-op games, even even for Sony. Um, but that's that's just me um, because there were so many times that people would ask ask me, you know, while I was wor- while I was working at a a gaming store, or while any, even anyone just talked to me about games in general, what multiplayer games can they play just together on the same system? And there's really not that many. Like, there's a few, but there's not as many as there should be. And I, th- I think that was one thing they could have kind of jumped up a little bit. Just me personally. That's probably fair. I, um, I, I'm i not totally sure, as sad as it is, I'm not totally sure Caps Co-op isn't going the way of the Buffalo. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of on its way out. Um, that might be something to think about in the next podcast. Um, for PS4, I mean... For me, I think uh, I'd probably give it like a 9.5 as far as appealing to me. Uh, The Ringer did their top 25 games of the last generation. And, you know, all 25 of them you could play on PlayStation 4. And they had 11 on there that were Sony exclusive. And when 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 you're taking up that much of the market... Of like games that are, you know, selling points. Um, you're doing something right, and it, it got to the point where you know, like, you know, a couple months ago, like you know, Cuphead just randomly showed up on the PlayStation Store. You know, and oh, I mean, that was a I didn't even know that. Yeah, that, that, that was a Microsoft exclusive. You know, for a very long time, and mm-hmm. so it's almost becoming like a war of attrition at this point, where you know, well, we need to sell more copies of our game. Um, 
might want to put it on on Sony's store because there's 120 million of these systems out there. Mm. Uh, we're going to make more money doing that. And so when you're pulling that off, I, I think um, I think you're you're doing something well. And I just think Sony's to kind of you know piggyback on what Al said. Uh, Sony's strategy as far as putting out high quality story based games has definitely um, has definitely worked out for them in spades. Um, because now you've got games that are coming out that um, you know are getting the same type of hype that a high quality movie would. You know when you know, when God of War came out, you know that was a that was a you know a that was an event, you know, an experience, an experience. You know, Spider Man was the same way. Um, you know, and and I mean, and you know, Sony's not the only ones doing that. I think Rockstar's always had that. Uh, concept, uh, you know, that they want to make all their games events. Um, but Sony, they've got, I mean, if, if you want to, if you want to play the best games of the generation, you know, you kind of need a, kind of need a PS4. If it, if you are into playing the best story based games, you can basically play them all on the PS4. And so, uh, see, so yeah, I'd, I'd give them about a 9.5. I don't, as far as improvements go, um, I do think there are, uh, there, there's some, their, their unwillingness to do cross-platform. Uh, although I do, I do think that Microsoft kind of played them on that because Microsoft was definitely not willing to cross-platform until they were losing this duration. <laughs> but their unwillingness to do cross-platform was a pretty bad look for them. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan of cross-platform. You know, I'm, uh, in general, I think cross-platform kind of. Uh, you know, if, if all the games are released on all the systems, I think that brings all the games down a notch. But uh, their unwillingness to do that uh, was was kind of a bad look for them. And uh, so I think uh, I think there's there's some there's obviously some room to improve. But as far as being successful and owning a generation, uh, Sony did about as well as anybody. Okay, well I, I want to move on here, and I know this is this is kind of difficult uh, for us, but like. <laughs> When you look at Microsoft's, you know, their appeal to you as a gamer, okay, Al, you brought up kind of like, you know, the home entertainment system aspect of it. And there are a lot of cool things you can do with, um, you know, with it connecting that to, you know, your tablets or whatever. But just from a gamer standpoint, uh, their appeal to you as a gamer on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, yeah, so... Um, I had some exposure to the Xbox One. Um, my uh, very good friend, um, former roommate, um, Harry, um, who listens to the podcast. So, head out to you, Harry. What's up? Woo, Harry. Um, but uh, I lived with him for uh, about the entire life cycle of the console generation, which is kind of wild to think about. But, um, I lived with him, and he got um, an Xbox One. Um, he also got a PlayStation 4 as well, but he um, originally got the Xbox One. But that was his original choice. So I had some exposure to the Xbox One and just kind of how it worked and how it was uh, managed and stuff like that. Um, I am at a weird place with the Xbox One because when I think of games that drive the Xbox, I think of uh, the Halo franchise, I think of the Gears of War franchise. Um for anybody who keeps up with like our 
on extended channels and entertainment and stuff. Um, you'll know through Twitch, I like just started to play the Halo games <laughs> like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm playing them on PC, I'm not even playing them <laughs> on Xbox, but that's like an Xbox franchise that I just now started to familiarize with uh, myself with. Uh, with Gears of War, um, on Xbox One, there was Schedule War 4 and Gears 5. Uh, I never played Gears 5. Um, I played about the first half of Gears 4, which I wasn't a huge fan of just because I was hiding um, a bunch of robots for way too long in that game. <laughs> in that game, and not any hive. But, um, but so as far as a gaming perspective goes, um, it's really hard for me to go above like a five or a six for the Xbox One, just because for me, the games just aren't there. Um, I mean, obviously I'm playing Halo now, but like is Halo Infinite, is that going to be enough for me to to choose an Xbox over PlayStation looking ahead? Like, no, not really. <laughs> um, and that's just based on the body of work that happened with this eighth generation of consoles. So for me, I think there are definite advantages that the Xbox One has over the PS4. But as far as, again, the gameplay experience side of it goes, which is kind of the main appeal um, for me of video games, um, it just was not there on this console generation. So, Xbox. so what was your score then? Okay, well, like a, I'll give it a five. Five. Give it a five okay. out of ten. So we're right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Jenny, what do you think? There's, I literally know nothing about Xbox. So, so there's absolutely <laughs> so so there was nothing that appealed to me. It's never appealed to me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you didn't really even really play the 360 that much, did you? Not at all. Yeah, so, so it's just a straight zero. For straight you. zero. Is there, is what, okay, <laughs> is, is there something you can think of that wouldn't make it appeal to you? Not a damn thing. Okay, not a damn thing. <laughs> 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 I thought me and Al were going to be harsh about the Xbox. <laughs> Never mind. These are the spicy things you come Yeah, exactly. Just, just <laughs> close the doors, Microsoft. Good crap. Jeez, was, I don't know. Oh, well, uh, I guess Rocket League came from them, didn't they? Or, it's on PS4. Well, I know, but did it start there? I guess it did. It did start there. Okay. Well, good job. So they did good that. Job, Rocket yeah. League's cool. So we're going to play... Huge hyped Xbox exclusive Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> you sure you don't want to play that? No. Okay. No. No. No, no. Man. Alrighty, Jake. Okay. That was that was really that was really that was really easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. How do I follow that? Okay. Uh, so, um, so it's a straight. Yeah. So the, right now we got five from Al. Xbox needs you to champion them right now. <laughs> The average for them right now is 2.5. <laughs> Straight zero. So. And that's from Fact Checking Boy. Yeah. Fact Checking Boy. Oh, goodness. Um, I was I was kind of going to echo most of Al's sentiments. I was going to go closer to like a five, uh, me personally. Um, Why? Whoa. <laughs> um, you know... 
the 360 was definitely a really fantastic console, and I think that at the start, I think Microsoft was trying to kind of piggyback off of that success. Um, you know, I mean, some of the some of the earliest games that they had announced were Halo Five and Gears of War Four. Um, you know, massive games that 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 me personally, especially Gears of War, uh, even I was like, you know. I think I would kind of like to maybe look into possibly getting a, a, a uh, Xbox just to play Gears of War. Because, I mean, gosh, I don't have to tell you, and Al, I don't have to tell you. Um, I really have to tell Kenny. Um, but we spent, you know, multiple hours playing Gears of War. Rather, it was just the fantastic campaigns, the multiplayer, um, the uh, uh, the horde mode, um, you know, um there were just a lot of things that that really drew me to it just from uh, just from the enjoyment of Gears of War, if nothing else. And so there was a possibility that I wanted to play that. But of course, then Gears of War 4 comes out, and just the same way as Al said, I played at a friend's house for about three hours, and I think maybe saw the Locust Horde once. And like I was, I was like, this is just it's it's boring. Like it's, yeah. and that and that's the only way that I could really speak to. It. I know a lot of people they want to talk about the fact that you know, uh, Xbox One X was the first 4K system. They want to talk about how powerful it was, how it made the third party games look so good. But at the same time, I still there was never a point where. I was playing a PS4 game, and I said, well, this looks like crap. I can't even play this. I can barely see what's going on. You know, there was never a point where that happened. So the thing is, is like, even if it's like the prettiest game ever, if it doesn't play well or it does, or you don't enjoy what you're doing, then does it really matter? Um, you know, and like Al has already tossed the shots out at, you know, you got the exclusives. I mean, look at them. I mean, Sunset Overdrive, Crackdown 3. Gears of War uh, four and five, yeah, yeah. Crap! I forgot about Crackdown. Gears of War four and five, Halo five, Guardians. You know, uh, Halo Wars two. All of these are, you know, <clears throat> decent at best. You know, most of them. Sell your souls for Halo Wars two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just, once again, I'm just saying, like these are the these are their exclusives, and the thing is, is like none of those, at least after they came out, and you know, started kind of seeing the gameplay from them, were games that I was like, I have to go get an Xbox. I hate to do this, but you contrast that with PS4. We've already talked about it, you know, like. Man, Infamous Second Son, man. I mean, just I don't know why I've never even beat that game. I don't know why yeah, that I, I am championing that one so yeah. much. Anyways, um, <laughs> but when you contrast that with with you know their exclusives, you know, even even the ones that I myself wasn't necessarily drawn to, Bloodborne was one that I was never really drawn to so much until you t started telling me about it, Al. And the thing is, is like even a game like that, I was like that looks kind of cool, you know. Um, and then I started playing it, and then I screened my TV for about three straight hours. But you know, um, it's the way it goes. Um, so I mean, for me, I'd, I'd probably give them like a four, um, be because there are a lot of people that they're just like, dude, I just love Xbox, I love Microsoft, I love that I can use it with um, Windows, can use it with my phone. All that, you know, and that's and that's great. If 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 that's what they enjoy, that's fine. But the thing is, for me, I just I like to talk to somebody who actively uses those features, though. Just saying. I mean, my uh, my uh, my boss at, at uh, where I work, I mean, he uses those features. I mean, that, that's you know, 
Every um, other Xbox like person that I've met doesn't even. Well, I, it 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 is one of those things uh, where you know I I do kind of wonder, you know, I don't know why you would just take the money from the Xbox One and get a gaming PC at that point. Yeah. You know, cause I'm, I'm just, you know, um, because all those features, you're right. I mean, they're basically, you know, superfluous, mm-hmm. really. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's nice, you know, I mean, it's, well, I mean, even PS4 yeah. though has apps now, so it's not, I mean, that's true. It's you not know. super impressive, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> Damn. it's almost, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Like it's almost, it's almost a shame to me just how much, from a game's perspective, the Xbox One underperformed this generation because the Xbox One console, like as like an entertainment hub, um, is really good. <laughs> its organization of apps. Um, I know that doesn't sound super important, but like sometimes the organization of apps on the PS4 is it's kind of awful and like just like the ui interface and like how it's organized and stuff how it how seamlessly it switches from one application to the other uh, the xbox one does a lot of really really cool stuff that it's kind of a shame that um the games that offered this this generation were so underwhelming because like i think if they had just put a little more investment into the exclusives they did i think the xbox you know within the u.s again with like the sales demographics within the u.s i think the xbox really could have given on the playstation a a run for the generation lead just because everything else about the console is so good but at the end of the day it's a video game console and I'm buying it to like play video games. <laughs> and yeah. on that base fact, it just isn't as good. And that's just a shame because it does a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, I don't think, um, you know, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, there was, there were good exclusives on 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, I mean, you had Left 4 Dead, you had Alan Wake, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you had, you, you had Gears, you had Halo. You know, I mean, there were there were good exclusives on the 360, um, and there just were not on the Xbox One. And I, yeah, I mean, I bought a 360 basically based off of the Mad World commercial for Gears of War. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I, I bought it based off that. And there was nothing, you know, that came out in the last six years that made me say, I've got to have an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing at all. Um, CFDs looked fun. That was pretty much one of the ones that I was really... CFDs. Yeah, but again, it goes to what Josh was talking about a little bit ago. CFDs was on the PS, on the PC. Yeah. And it performed way better on the PC. Yeah, so that's so, another one that just buy a PC or so buy a game. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's even, it's even compounded even more if you're like a hybrid gamer who, who has one or two consoles and you have a PC. Um, for me, especially the PC just completely minimizes any need for the Xbox because the majority of it is on PC and it runs better on PC. Which I mean, can do more stuff on PC. So why would I? Yeah, it does make sense from a, from 
Microsoft stay. I mean, it's Microsoft, so that yeah. makes sense. Um, I'd probably give the Xbox One, you know, about a four, probably. I mean, you know, honestly, um, I mean, I did want to play Gears Four and Five at one point just to just to finish it up, you know. But mm-hmm. but here's what I will say about Gears Four and Five as well, you know. In those games, one through three, you know, were driven by old Cliff Wazinski. And once he left Epic Games, you know, that was, that's not what's happening. You know, yeah. I mean, Gears of War Judgment, you know, was a decent game, but it had, was not near the quality of one through three. And so four and five just didn't really appeal to me, knowing that they weren't, they didn't have that kind of soul to them. Um, so I'm not, I, you know, there, there's one thing about the Xbox One really, said I need to buy it. And I mean, that, that's really sad because I, you know, at one, I mean, I had a 360 and a PS3 at one point because I wanted, I wanted them both. You know, I wanted to play games on both systems and there was no reason to do that with, in my opinion, with this, um, with this generation. Uh, I do want to come back to Xbox One because I think Xbox One's a very interesting place but i do want to move on because uh, just real quick the current tally if i remember correctly is uh 13 points for xbox one i think 37 points for ps4 as yeah, of right that's now. probably about right um, yeah. that's where we're at so yeah <laughs> um but i don't think we're being totally unfair no you know i mean one system sells 120 million one system sells 50 million <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a pretty big discrepancy there and the graphics aside you would expect yeah, Xbox exactly. to do a little bit better yeah. in some country. Yeah. yeah, you would. You would. Um, Nintendo. Nintendo yep. had an interesting generation. Woo-hoo. Nintendo. Woo-hoo. Okay. Uh, yeah, here comes the Nintendo. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Nintendo had an interesting generation um, because they started with the Wii U. They kind of changed horses in midstream there. Abandon the Wii U really quickly. Go to the Switch. Uh, the Wii U, I think, a decent system. Um, kind of a failure, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The Switch, on the other hand, has been a monumental success. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll start we'll start with Jake on this one. Okay, scale okay. of one to ten from as a gamer standpoint, what do you give the Switch? Oh, are we not doing the Wii U? Like at all? Okay, fine. Scale of one to ten, all Nintendo, all together. What do you want? Just oh. do Switch and Wii U. Do a rating for Wii U and do a rating for Switch. Oh, okay, and so it's for, unfair to split the ratings between the yeah, Switch and Wii U. Yeah, because they are different. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I, mean, I, tell you what, I don't think That's it is. I don't think it is, but I will. I, but I'll explain why. But if you want to do a Wii U Switch, go for it. Okay. That's like so, you asking me, just like Al. Split your rating between the PS4 Pro and the launch PS3. Like that's Go. So, for, for so for me for for the Wii U, I would give it. <laughs> I would pro- I'd probably I'd probably say about a seven after after, and I will admit I'm being a bit generous um, on that, but that's strictly because with the Wii U when it first came out, it had a lot of promise. There were a lot of things that they were talking about doing that I was really excited for, um, and then, I mean, they did. You know, you have you have the fourth Smash Brothers on there, which is really good. Uh, Breath of the Wild finally comes to the system; it's really good. Um, <clears throat> you know, you you have some great Star or, or Hyrule Warriors is on there. Uh, mm-hmm. You have some great concepts, 
but ultimately, in my opinion, um, it's all a placeholder with them trying to be innovative and trying to do this idea of, you know, taking the system with you, you know, having the gamepad and everything that is started by the Wii U that is that is decent or to some people bad is literally perfected by the Switch, which in my opinion gets a 10 out of 10, by the way. Uh, and I don't know if that surprised anyone. Um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like just mind-blowing. Um, but Nintendo, I, I think the best part about Nintendo was that, at least in my opinion, and this is something that we don't really think about, they basically, they let that console last five years. Which is pretty short in the lifespan of a console. Like I understand, like typically, typically around seven. I understand two years might seem like like not a whole lot of difference, but that is in the video gaming world. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly w- because that means that like three years in, they were already like, okay, let's 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 adapt. Let's go to the Switch. You know, um, when the Switch comes out, of course, they have a lot of third party help, which was a big thing because they hadn't had that since the GameCube. Um, so they're able to get a lot of extra games, whether it's from companies that are excited to use the system, uh, i.e. Supergiant with Hades, mm-hmm. or it's companies that are able to put ports of their games on this system, whereas they couldn't with the Wii or the Wii U because they couldn't figure out how to use the motion controls or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I can't say enough good things about Nintendo and about the fact that they had a system that was... I will I will say decent, and then they said we can do better, and then the Switch comes out, and the Switch is, I mean it's one of the it's it's definitely like top three or four of my favorite systems of all time because and that's just in like you said I mean in March it's gonna be four years that's that's insane to to think about um how much it's done in just four years so so yeah definitely ten out of ten for Switch okay um. Al, same question. Um, yeah, so um, I've got a got a soft spot in my heart for the Wii U because um, <laughs> because what happened to the Wii U just wasn't fair because um, in a lot of ways here's a <laughs> here's a comic book comparison for everybody out there. Okay, mm. um, the Wii U to Nintendo is what Ace and Todd was to Batman, where okay. the Wii U hmm. and how they handled it was Nintendo's biggest mistake they ever made, because they did a terrible job of marketing that console, um, which is a shame, because it could have been, I think it could have been a wildly <laughs> successful console. Hmm. Um, I really do. Um, <clears throat> because you have, have the Wii U and um, um, a couple games on the Wii U that I don't think Hank um, talked about. You got like um, I know the HD remake of Wind Waker was on there, yeah, mm-hmm. which um, is one of the best Zelda games ever. ever yeah. It still needs to be ported to the Switch. Um, it does. Yeah, um, I think the HD remake of Twilight Princess was on mm-hmm. the Wii U as well. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. game, the only Zelda game that hasn't gotten an HD remake at this point uh, from the Beyond the NES and Super right. Nintendo ones, even the Super Nintendo one, I guess you could count uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Well, that's Skyward Sword, and I think that's because they don't know how to port all those yeah, motion weird motion controls over. Yeah. But um, 
There's still rumor of that, though. Yeah. Being yeah. a possibility. Um, there were a lot of great games on the Wii U, and there was potential to have a lot of other great games on the Wii U, whether it was remakes or, um, or new titles or new entries and new existing IPs. Um, um, I talked about it um, last year. Um, I did an article called On the Rise, Fall, and Rise Again of Nintendo over the last decade that talked about, you know, the Wii U came out and people did not know what the hell it was. Mm. Um, there was a lot of confusion about, is this like an additional hardware you buy to like supplement the Wii you already own? Like, is this like a new console? Is this like an in-between thing? You know, there were a lot of people who were just like, am I able to play Wii U games on my Wii? Like, is that a thing? And the DS like, was a big thing with it too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of question marks that I think could have been answered and survived way better if Nintendo had done a better job with this advertisement and saying, hey, this is a new console we're doing. It's completely new. So buy it. It's going to have a lot of great games. And two, they had just they had just named the thing something differently. Yeah, like, they had just called it anything else. <laughs> like it could have sold like way better. So I've got a soft spot in my heart for the Wii U. I'm gonna hit the Wii U um, seven point five because it is not fair that um, its potential was cut so short <laughs> by the mishandling by Nintendo. <laughs> um, on the Switch, on the other hand, like. I mean, I'm going to give the Switch a 10 out of 10, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because if you can enter an industry as competitive as the modern gaming industry is and do something so well that you don't have to care what your competitors are doing, like, you can't improve from there. (laughs) Like, you just can't. And that's exactly what the Switch did. The Switch enabled Nintendo not only to bounce back from the relative failure that the Wii U was um, in terms of sales and support, but like it allowed them to just be like, we're going to do like whatever we want with this console. And like, and Sony and Microsoft can go out there and kill each other all they want, (laughs) but like, we're going to have great games. We're going to finally get third party support on on one of our consoles. And like, and we're going to be, a lot more affordable than the other consoles, especially at launch, um, or at the time the Switch was launched. And we're going to just have things that only we can do. And they capitalize on that. Because when I think of Nintendo, there are franchises I think of. And the franchises that um, they capitalized on with the Switch were Legend of Zelda, um, both with... um, um, the hybrid launch of Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. which in my opinion is the is the best of the Warriors mm-hmm. games, yeah. <laughs> like almost unequivocally, like almost without comparison. Um, um, Breath of the Wild, which is about as successful as a game launch can be, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, Mario Odyssey, which did more innovative things with the platformer that I think almost anyone thought was possible you could do with a platformer mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, I mean, they did everything they set out to do. They did everything they needed to do. And they're in the very unique position where the new console generation is coming up, and they did so well with the Switch that they're just like, 
they can do whatever they want to. Yeah. Because we're going to do our own thing, and it's probably going to be wildly successful unless, like, we, you know, hit a stroke of bad luck with the Wii U again and don't know how to advertise it. But Which, again, they learned their lesson really quick because yeah. they advertised the Switch, like, about as well as they could have when it launched. So, yeah, gets a, a 10 from me for the Switch because Nintendo's the only company in the industry who can actually say, I don't care what the competitors are doing. We're going to do our own thing and be successful at it. The, uh, the thing, and the <coughs> thing I've been most offended by so far, and the thing that I'll be most offended by later, is that somehow Al says that Howard Warriors is the best Warriors game, and I just, as a Dynasty Warriors fan, I just I don't know. know how this is possible. I don't know, <laughs> like, Okay, well, that's... I'm just, I'm just saying. Does Hyrule Warriors have... What do you have, think is the best? Of this generation? All Dynasty Warriors... Is it, all all Dynasty Warriors yeah. are just the best. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Dynasty Warriors 9 is not the okay. best. It's all an equal right. opportunity. All right. here's, 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 here's what I know. Okay, I haven't played Hyrule Warriors, but I know this for a fact. You haven't played Hyrule Warriors? Is that when you beat Hyrule Warriors, there's no one... They, they don't have a little party... Where Zhang Fei and Guan Yu are getting drunk on sake, which doesn't even exist, you know, and like they at the time, yeah, exactly. They don't they don't have a little party where Guan Yu and Zhang Fei and Fei are getting drunk, you know, right. while listening to a girl sing an amazing power ballad with electric guitars in three hundred, you know, A.D. Sure. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like these are these are these are fantastic things that Hyrule Warriors doesn't have. However, okay. that brings up a whole other issue, and everybody listening, I apologize for like the deep dive into Dynasty Warriors lore, but like, correct me if I'm wrong. By the end of most Dynasty Warriors games, aren't Guan Yu and Zhang Fei both? Not the way I play. <laughs> Not the way I play. You know what? You know, you know what, Alex? Shut your mouth. So you just don't do the shoes going on? on. Is that your way of doing it? We're moving on to Jenny now, okay? I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Please look forward to our Dynasty Warriors podcast (laughs) where you can see more of this. I don't want to talk about it anymore, okay? This is just offensive to me on so many levels. Also, I give that opinion having not uh, played the new Hyrule Warriors game, Age of Calamity yet. Yeah, so well, I will give an updated opinion on the next podcast. Yeah, well, it, it, it's already wrong, so there's no I bet you it's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Jenny, Wii U and Switch, what do you give it? Um, the Wii U, I'm kind of like Al. I'm very, like, you know, it has my heart. I love the Wii U. Um, I have a lot of good memories with the Wii U. Mm. It was a very, like, social console for us. Mm. Like, um, all of us and, like, Nick, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, but like, it was really fun. Um, but I do feel like it was a growing pain for Nintendo and I have a lot of respect for Nintendo as a company just in general, just because they are constantly like just trying things that aren't necessarily like in the same box as all the other consoles. So I think that's what the Wii U was a victim of. It was a victim of their creativity and you know, the fact that they saw it wasn't working as well. And I don't think they connected the fact, like what Al said, like advertising it as well as they could have. They just were like, oh, nobody likes it. We're just going to try to do the Switch, which is like, it has a lot of similarities to the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's what happened. And But I love it. And I give it a seven. Um, Some could say they switched it up. 
Yeah. Okay, don't, 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 don't acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jenny, what's your thoughts about this mission? Uh, so uh, 10 for 10, of course. Uh, I agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, I also think it's one of the most uh, all across the board family friendly console. Um, you know, I feel like oh, yeah. all ages can play this. Like, it's just, there isn't, it doesn't exclude anyone. Like, yeah. everybody can find something they like on the Switch. Um, obviously, Zelda games was my biggest draw. Um, and then, like, Mario, and I mean, there's just, I don't know, this is perfect. It's like one of the most perfect things. And I feel like also the Pokemon games, like, you, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't even mention, like, that's how much is on the Switch. So much. <laughs> and, first, Al, I think he was, like, discussing what because Super Odyssey and Breath of the Wild came out within like six months of Switch yeah. coming out, right? Well, Pokemon yeah, came out like last year, so mm. well, I yeah, that's what it was doing. Right, but, yeah. but like, you know, they did a big thing with yeah. Pokemon Go. With yeah. The, yeah. yeah, so that was a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's just, it's the only thing of its kind. You can't even compare it to anything else. And like, you, uh, you can, it, it, it's a nice social console, which I really like. And you can like, you know, take it everywhere, and oh, it's just—it's perfect. I love it so much, yeah. and I would just ramble on about it for hours. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, so this this is great. Okay, because I was wondering, I was wondering if you all would fall into the classic jock trap. Oh dear. Okay, because I said, I said, I was getting ready to explain why I wasn't going to separate. Why would I separate? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You're ready to explain why you did have to separate them. Well, we could have just gone Nintendo strategy as a whole. Here's what's amazing about this. All three of y'all, not one of y'all mentioned the 3DS. I not did actually one. when Al was talking about it. No, 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 no. What, no, what Al consoles. did, what, 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 what Al did, the 3DS and the home console? You carry no, it with you. So is the Switch. The Switch is a hybrid. It, yeah, it has home capabilities. So, 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 so you mean to tell me? Also, right I don't now. think I've ever taken. But okay, okay well, hold on. Okay. With the 3DS, right. well, okay. though, you had home capabilities with the Wii U. Okay, hold because, on one second. Yeah. Hold on one second. You mean to tell me so Jenny has made that? That, 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 that is. I know. Naturally. Are you surprised? You mean to tell me that if I pulled out my 3DS in my home, you'd run in and be like, "Stop playing that inside your home." Okay. That's not what he was saying. That's not what the term means, you fucking pedantic. I'm not being pedantic. I'm not being pedantic. Here's the thing. The 3DS outsold the Xbox One. It outsold the majority of them. When you go to Wikipedia right now, okay, and you look up top selling consoles, because the word console means something that plays the game, the 3DS outsold it. Okay. Fact checking boy. Because Wikipedia allows the separation between handheld consoles and home consoles. And it edits out the 3DS when it gives the sales numbers. It's true. Because I've checked that several times during yeah. the podcast. Because I'm fact-checking boy. Fact-checking fact boy. I would also say the B word, but I don't want to do a lot of edits for Jacob. Thank you. <laughs> the word was fine, though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I get one. I get one. Yes, you do. That's it. It gives you the option to separate out like these are like overall things you can play video games on and how they've sold, or you can just be like, or these are like the home consoles. 
And when you do the home consoles, it doesn't include the 3DS. That's why we've done the trivia question before of uh, the top five home consoles. PlayStation has had has had four of the yeah. five. That's fair. That's, okay. that's fair. That's fair. Still kind of weird. Nobody mentions 3DS, which was a dominant part of the. I, was, we were talking I can about. talk about the 3DS. Can you talk about the yeah, 3DS? I'm I'm just, talking, do you want us to talk about the 3DS? I went to his, I went to history class and gave a presentation, and Josh was a professor, and he was just like, "I'm surprised we didn't talk about that." <laughs> 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 oh, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Should have covered more stuff. <laughs> Well, anyway, anyway, I'm sorry, guys, but here's, sorry. here's the deal. Here, <laughs> yeah, here's yes. the deal, okay? Because you all have already brought this up that Nintendo's playing its own game. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason I don't think you should separate the Wii U and the Switch is because Nintendo's not really playing by generational rules here. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. And because so, as you said, Jacob, it was like, what, five, six yeah. years before... Yeah. They were like, here's the Switch. Yeah, they were just like, like no one expected the Switch, actually. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, remember, I remember the day... They were going to announce it. Was a saying it was it was a huge day for video games because it was I remember. it was we're talking about Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. Rockstar, and then Nintendo had an announcement, and I lost my mind on that day because those were two things I was looking forward to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was pretty epic. Yeah, and the the re- and, and and the reason that that I'm not being pedantic, <laughs> you ass, okay, <laughs> is that is is that you can't talk about Nintendo. At yeah. all, without talking about the the what, what would you call the portable console? Is that okay? Can we use yeah. that word? Okay, you can't portable talk about Nintendo without yeah. a portable console because they were the last name. You in can't it. do it. You know, the industry. They're the turns. only name in it. You know, and what they did with the Switch was they said very intelligently, "We're going to make this a portable and a home console." And like I, you said, you've never taken yours, but all three of us, I think, brought ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the thing is, is it's very hard for me to separate the Wii U from the Switch for the main reason I think the Wii U was almost a stepping stone to the Switch because oh, a lot sure. of the ideas that they do on the Wii U transfer over to the Switch. For sure. Um, well, that's what I meant when I said growing things. You know? Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. That's probably fair. I do also, but I also think we're all leaving out a lot of great games on the Wii U because like Donkey Kong sure. Tropical Freeze was really good. Yep. Tropical Freeze. Yeah. You had um, none of us mentioned Mario Kart Eight. None yet. of us. Asked, I said none of us mentioned Mario Kart. Oh, well, I suck at that. So you know, that, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> we all suck at that. Fair point. Fair point. So I wasn't gonna. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I get to meet a person who's good at that. I mean, uh, <laughs> we can't talk about it because Al only has one F word left. <laughs> so you know, we also got Splatoon, which was really good. Yep. But um, you know, if, if I've got separated from the Wii U, I'd, I'd probably give it around a seven. Um, I do. I think it's funny you bring up the fact no one knew what it was, which is hilarious to me because once again, I don't want to keep kicking Microsoft when they're down. But I, as someone who's still working, yeah. you know, in a in a place that sells video games, I've had to explain on three separate occasions the Xbox One Series X and. And I still don't know if people get it because I'm not totally sure I get it. You know, that makes and, so like, and so the idea, so so what I'm saying is like if 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 the Wii to the Wii U could basically explain this way, it's basically the Wii but with an extra screen. Okay, and you could have done that. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Microsoft. Because, like, I don't know how to explain yeah. that. It's like an Xbox, but with frustration. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, games. but uh, uh, the Switch, I think, um, I, it, it's hard for me not to give the Switch a 10. It's, you know, it's it's a it's a near-perfect console. Um, 
if you want to play video games. Wait, wait. So does that mean the Switch is the only one to get the perfect 40? Well, the thing oh, is, like, well, the thing, the well thing wait, was, we haven't talked about the stadium yet. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I ain't doing it. What is there to talk about? I'm not doing it. No. no. Uh, yeah, exactly. What is there to talk about? Um, but from a, from a pure game standpoint, you know, when you go on to the Nintendo eShop, Oh, goodness. And you can just scroll through. I, I, I bring this up all the time because I don't think people are as excited as me about it. But the fact that they have every Neo Geo game on the Nintendo eShop mm. is just an astounding Yo. work of art. It is, it is what, what is it? Yo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but the, and, and the interesting thing about the Switch that... Is going to make it. It's almost makes it hard to rank. Is I feel like there's a lot of games still to come for the Switch because yeah. oh yeah, you know sure. we haven't really had a Star Fox game, which nope. supposedly you're probably going to get. It hasn't been a Metroid yeah. game yet. That's what I was about to say, Metroid. Yeah, yeah. Breath um, of the Wild two next. Breath of the Wild or whatever it's called. Supposedly next year. I mean, we've had still. Um, if yeah. if I don't get that Pokemon Snap game soon, I'm probably gonna snap. snap my, I'm yeah. gonna snap myself. Yeah. Um, because I really want that. Um, but as far as like indie games go, it's it's the best place to go for. Yeah, it's at been this a, point. it's been a haven for indie games. You it's, can it's, it's yeah. really the, no, no, I'm sorry. No, literally, I wasn't gonna say anything relevant. That's okay, okay. <laughs> okay. But, um, but really, I mean, like if you don't have a PC and you want to play indie games, like you need to buy a Switch. Yeah, because it's a total crapshoot if it will get ported to the PlayStation. Untitled Goose um, Game. It totally will get ported to Xbox. Yeah, that's, that's true. Sorry. You had talked about you, you were going to stream Hades. Mm -hmm. And when you told me you were going to stream it, I was like, man, I've heard a lot about this Hades thing. Mm -hmm. And literally that day was the day they put it on, on the eShop. Yeah. And I was mm -hmm. like, I bought it that day. Yeah. Um, so you got so, – so now it's got to a point where a lot of these Steam games are going to it. Because, I mean, I, I know Hades isn't a Steam game, but I consider it a Steam game. Sure. But, like, there, you got all these – these. Um, they've got a game like Telling Lies, you mm -hmm. know, which was the follow-up to her story is on there. Um, you've got and – then, and then you've got these, like you said, these third-party games. What was that uh, What was that one anime third-party game that uh, you were going to play that uh, – what was it called? It, you know what I'm talking about? It was, it was, it was like – it was like you were like cops in the future or whatever. Oh, Astral King. Yeah, that's, Astral, that's, that's from a oh, yeah. uh, oh good platinum oh, games. Yeah. It's, it's platinum, the same guys who did Bayonetta, right? I think so. So uh, excuse back me, backhacking boy. Yeah. I'll be right with you. <laughs> but, that's, but that's that's a that's another example of you know just a game that you can only play on the Switch. Um, and if you're into that style of game. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, it's not yeah. indie, but we haven't even touched on Animal Crossing, which has like taken over. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Yeah. That was like, like <laughs> a, yeah, that was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. literally, yeah. it still is. It still is a cultural yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the and and I think that kind of piggybacks off of what you were saying, Jenny, whenever you were talking about it being in all ages, like literally yeah. from like. Six years old to like literally in their seventies. Yeah, like, you could because you could yeah. you could put that game in anyone's hands, even if they had never picked up a console or anything before, and be like, "All right, you're you're on this island." Yeah, Joe Biden. Biden Island. Biden Island. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, 
Um, in fact, Checking Boy can confirm Astral Chain was made by Black Lightning. Sweet. Okay. I thought they were. Thank you, Checking Boy. You're welcome. Which I heard was really good. I heard it was short, though, so that's I didn't get around to playing it. I haven't played it yet either. But I heard it was a lot of fun. I heard it was a blast. But it's just, there's just so many great games. And then and then also, Switch, you just get, you know, you sign up for their online service. Day one, you get basically a mini NES and a mini SNES. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's really I mean, cool. Yeah. And they're still they adding games. games. And they have Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. So, you know. They're still go. adding things to that so, just for free. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I have no problem with, look, I may. I'm and how many of, people can you put on the family plan? What, like eight? Uh, eight, yeah. yeah. If you get, yeah. and it's like thirty-five dollars for eight people. Yeah, that's and that's like a thirty-five it. a year. Yeah, like that's, that's literally that's not only is it cheaper than both Microsoft and PlayStation uh, Plus, you know, but at the same time, it's also you get multiple people on it mm-hmm. instead of just one. You know? that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about, you know, as Josh said, you know, you get like the online plan, you get an NES, NES. I mean, like, that's, like, huge if you, like, love, like, the historical side of video games. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely I yes. can't think of any other, especially now for the pandemic going on, I can't think of any other way you'd play, like, Double Dragon 2 yeah. than mm-hmm. on, like, a Nintendo Switch. Double mm-hmm. Dragon 2 is a significant milestone in video games. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I can't think of any other way you play it than on a Switch. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have no problem with Switch being the, you know, only the forty, player. the forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, but 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 again, even, it's almost unfair to do a comparison. Well, they, exactly. Because they they're they're like I said, they're playing a different game. You know, it's you know. They don't the, give an f about nothing. They, they don't. <laughs> they don't <laughs> old old Cree Bratton showing up. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Next question. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. All right. We've got a new generation that's coming in. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've we've talked about a little bit about uh, you know Sony's strategy, Nintendo's kind of strategy that they're just gonna do their own thing. With the Xbox coming out and you know the Xbox Plus confusion coming out. Um. You know, Al, you talked about the games kind of being the main thing. Is is there a game in the next generation for the Xbox that would make you buy an Xbox Series X? As of right now, no. Okay. Uh, what 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 could do it? Is um, there something they could do? <laughs> the only thing I can't imagine is if is if a like. The only thing I think of that would really convince me to get the console is if, like, they introduce a new IP that was like, that was like Ghost of Tsushima esque, and I mean that in that Ghost of Tsushima felt like it was a game made for me <laughs> based on the themes and the mechanics and the stuff in that game. It felt like. Uh, like somebody Sony, was like, "Hey, Al." Sony had a meeting that was just like, "Hey, Al has a PlayStation Four, and we it's been a rough year. We should really <laughs> give him a good game." The other thing, which I know is like probably the most contentious thing about um, the topic when you look forward to the new consoles, um, is if Bethesda um, with that acquisition is if Bethesda games are going to be. Um, 
Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Because the only game right now, if that were true, the main game to me right now that if you said you will only be able to play this if you buy an Xbox X S X X X um is like um is like the next Doom. If the next Doom game turns out to only be on Xbox, that would be like the one thing that convinced me to get a console. Okay. But that isn't even confirmed in Bethesda or I'm well, yeah, I, I want to. Uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why I can only get to Bethesda. Jenny, you've you've been obviously the not just critical, dismissive of Microsoft <laughs> so far. Is there anything that they could do to make you buy a Xbox Series X? Hmm. No. Okay. Nope. All right. Okay, that was, a, that was a, a short and sweet. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try and wrap this up real quick. Um, is there, is there, what, what, what could make you? Um, although I am sorry to extend the the Microsoft talk uh, to, you know, kind of get Jenny out of this uh, equation, but um, for me, I kind of want to echo Al's statement. Uh, if Bethesda goes exclusive, um, there's really only one game, and as much as I love Doom, it's not that. If Elder Scrolls Six is only available on an Xbox. I'm buying an Xbox. I'm I'm somehow, some way, I'm going to get that because you want to talk about a game that was a cultural phenomenon. I mean, I think you and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Josh. Is that the two of us and our friend Micah had Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim mm-hmm. all at the same 11, time? 11. Yeah, eleven, eleven, eleven. Okay, yeah. we all got it the same day, same night. Yeah. Um, there was a big midnight release. There were people in cosplay. There were people carrying out the giant Alderman statue, which I still regret to this day not me getting too. that. Um, I'll you never know. forget me and Micah standing in line at the Campbellsville GameStop when <laughs> mm-hmm. the first two people came out of that giant box. Mm-hmm. And because me and Micah had the question, like, do we really need that? And we were at the point where we were like, We've we're, we've graduated Campbellsville. We're too old for this now. <laughs> and as soon as they walked past us, we were like, God, we should we, we should we should have got that yeah we should have um but uh for for me like even even beyond that like where I was working at the time people that I didn't even really talk to about vi- from a video game standpoint they started talking to me about the games like they started like what are you doing in Skyrim you know and then we'd all start sharing stories about the different missions that we had done the different builds we were making it was literally a game that reached multiple multiple different people. And to me, like, as much as I love Doom, that's not the one for me. You know, Starfield's a new IP, so it's technically untested. Fallout's in a very weird flux situation. However, Elder Scrolls Six. if you tell me that the main Elder Scrolls game is going to be Xbox exclusive, you've Microsoft just won. They got my money, you know, at, the, at that point. Uh, and for at least that game, you know. May not get anything else on it, but that game. Can I ask a follow-up to that? Sure. If... Um, does that hold true if the last rumors we heard were true? Which the last, last rumors I heard about Elder Scrolls Six is that they were not going to update the engine. Is that going to hold true? So it'd be they use the same engine as as Skyrim. As Skyrim. That'd be kind of weird. Because I heard they're not going to update the engine. I don't know if that's changed or if the rumor was ever true to begin with. But the last how I don't know how that about Elder Scrolls Six is that even even the teaser trailer looked even the teaser trailer looked more advanced. Well, graphics than, aren't the end. I mean, we didn't like. Yeah, I was about to say like that's, the teaser that's not was the just issue. kind of been 
Yeah. Almost a cutscene. Okay, kind of gotcha. Okay. That isn't an engine thing. The engine, as far as like the mechanics and things like that. Well, I mean, the thing is, um, as Jenny has hidden herself in her hair, um, <laughs> um, the thing is, is like, I mean, for me, it probably would still hold true, honestly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, on one on one hand, I want, do I want them to innovate? Yeah, sure, of course. You know, because it, it could use a new engine. It, it could. It could. You know, but the, but the thing is, it's like. It wouldn't be as necessary for me personally, and 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 I understand this is not everyone. Yeah. I understand this may not even be everyone in this room, but for me personally, just being able to be back in the Elder Scrolls world, even if it was just playing just like Skyrim, mm -hmm. you know, I'd still be okay with it, yeah. um, just because I just love that game that much, you know. And that's if there is a new one, and I do not have the ability to play it, that would be an issue for me, yeah, <laughs> you know. I'm gonna play Elder Scrolls Six. I mean, it's it, the here's here's where I'm at, and this is why I asked that, and this is what I wanted to bring up because everybody's brought up Bethesda, and this is weird because it kind of crosses over into the second part, but you can't talk about Microsoft moving forward without talking about Bethesda because yeah. yeah. they're a big deal. But here's the thing, though, okay? Bethesda, you know, they they spent seven billion dollars to acquire Bethesda. To put this in perspective for you, Disney spent four billion. To acquire Star Wars, yeah. like all of Star Wars, mm -hmm. you know, right okay, to acquire the biggest, you know, um, merchandising opportunity yeah. in the history of America, most successful franchise in the history in of America. America. <laughs> okay, they spent four billion. Microsoft added three billion of that to acquire Bethesda, and Bethesda. Look, I know you and Nick are doom people, and I get it. Okay, mm -hmm. but. Bethesda did not have a great eighth generation with Fallout 76. No, I didn't have, no. You know, uh, you know, you had the two Doom games, which were very good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like other than that, Fallout 4 is good. Some I people, mean, some people struggle with it. You know, some people don't don't like a lot of things about it's it. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's it's not it's, very New Vegas. It's and like, it's it's not seven billion dollars. Yeah. Fallout three. Yeah, exactly. Basically, <laughs> I mean, like it's. It's it, it it is it's Fallout Three, you know, with the ability to zoom in with your gun, is basically what it is. And so, like, I don't understand because let's say, and here's the thing: you're you're doing that, and they're already telling you we're going to try this brand new IP Starfield, when Bethesda does not have a great track record with brand new IPs already. Dishonored mm -hmm. was really good, but I mean, you know, they're they took prey and then. Dishonored 2 was not for <laughs> But they, they took Prey and did something completely different with it. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, you're going to do that. You're, it's going to at least be three years till you see a return on this investment. And even if they sell, you know, I mean, I mean, a good game sells, what, 10 million copies? Mm -hmm. So if you sell 10 million copies of Elder, Elder Scrolls 6... You're not even close to your seven. I mean, like it's going to take years to reinforce right. that, and I just don't see how you how you get that investment back without putting right. games on other systems, particularly particularly if you're if you're still relying on the Game Pass system, because mm -hmm. you've already you've already had Neil Druckmann come out and be like, I don't know how Xbox is making money off of Game Pass. We could not make money off a of Game Pass system mm -hmm. because if all of a sudden you're saying for twenty dollars, for twenty dollars a month, 
You can download the brand new game that we just spent six hundred million dollars on, you know, <coughs> and that Microsoft has spent seven billion dollars acquiring, yeah. you know, for twenty dollars a month. I just don't, I just don't know how that transfers. Okay, may I, may I piggyback off of that yeah, sure. on, on one thing because this is something that we haven't brought up yet, but it was rumored for a long time, and it's something that I know you and I have thought about. Okay, if Microsoft maintains Bethesda. Like for a long time, as they're thinking years ahead. As an exclusive? As an exclusive, okay. And they're going strictly into a software standpoint. And I'll stop you there. Can I stop so me? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna transition now into what is the what is the what is the uh, what is the one prediction you have for the next generation? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. May I start? Yeah, start. <laughs> okay. Microsoft is going to go software only that's after why, after this after this that. system. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is my prediction. Um, primarily due to the due to just the fact that one, I think they have. I really think they have better returns because because in, in in my opinion, if they start selling games that are going on multiple systems, prime example, look at how well um, Ori and the Blind Forest and Cuphead. Both Microsoft exclusives starting out did on the Switch. Their sales were actually really, really good on the Switch because people heard about these games and they wanted to play them. But at the same time, they were like, "Do I really want to spend three hundred dollars on an Xbox just to play these two games?" Mm -hmm. You know, um, and they just they they work really well. You know, um, so at the same time, you were talking about you know how are they going to get the returns on it. I really think that if they're looking at this from $7 billion, looking like 10 years in the future, basically, like in the like PlayStation 6, I guess, or something like that, you know, getting way ahead of myself. Um, and they start to think about, you know, things like Elder Scrolls 6, Starfield, uh, Fallout 5, um, Doom 3, or 6, technically, I guess, whatever, anyways, um, you know, you know, Doom Eternaler, Doom Eternaler, yes, I, actually, I, Doom, I, good day to Doom Eternaler, <laughs> I would lose my mind if that's what, they, what, it, was, what it was called, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> that's what I buy an Xbox for, <laughs> I changed my answer, um, but to me, I think that's something that would not be would not be one not out of the realm of possibility for them to think that way, but also would be a good plan for how they could start making more of their investments back if they start putting more games on a PS4, excuse me, on a PS5 and on a Nintendo Switch. Okay. Um, that to me is is that's my big, big prediction for the for going forward. I think that the Series X is their last official console, um, especially whenever you think about like you like you both said. You know, and, and you kind of already brought it up whenever you're talking about how many Xbox games can you get on the PC right now? A lot. A lot. And that That's the thing. Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> but that's true. A lot. Yeah. Okay. But of the ones that you can't get on there, do you really think that any of them would not be able to run well on the PC? Um, no, no. In so, fact, a lot of them, I looked into this the other day because I was interested in how many of the Gears of War games were in the PC. Mm -hmm. And like... There's like a very weird gap where um, they ported Gears 1 and they ported Gears 4. And in between, um, there are no oop PC ports. And it's just like, so I know for a fact you could port... You, you can, can absolutely port, port one, 2 and 3. You can port 2 and 3. <laughs> if you can port 4, then you can 
Pork, Here's a War Judgment, and Gears 5. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's very weird gaps. That is really a lot weird. Of the times if it's a franchise. Okay. Well, anyways, these things could play on there. Yeah. You know, it would make, in my opinion, it would make more sense instead of putting all of their, all their focus on, you know, the next big hardware, the next big system, you know, mm-hmm. into saying, let's get let's get better developers, let's get better writers. I mean, look at how many companies Microsoft has bought, mm-hmm. you know, and then done nothing with their games, you know, over the last few years. Um, I mean, the fact the fact that we don't have a new fa- that we didn't have a new Fable on this generation was weird. Let alone the fact that we're probably now like three years out from getting another one. Um, so so yeah so that so for me that's 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 so for me that's that's my big thing is that Microsoft is going to is going to be software only after this and after this generation. Okay, uh, Jenny, what's your prediction for Xbox? Well, no, for just, just for the for the next generation. Um, I I kind of agree with Jacob. Um, and also I think this one is going to continue to dominate. Okay. Tim is going to get you to dominate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do They're going to be doing their thing. <laughs> They're going to be doing their thing. <laughs> Do you want to expand on well, doing just, their thing? You know, there's going to be the Breath of the Wild, too. And that's going to, like, just sweep the nations. And then Animal Crossing is going to continue to, like, update, do all the They awesome have, they have continued to update yeah. do awesome things. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really cool to keep up with that. Then, you know. It's going to be good stuff, y'all. Okay. Um, And then, of course, PlayStation 5. Like, I think uh, Sony also is right up there with Nintendo. They're just really awesome. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Um, I I think uh, Jake kind of stole my my prediction. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I do think, you know, when you look at uh, what, what Xbox... Uh, one did, um, particularly because I I do think it was a very powerful system. Uh, it was the first you know 4K system. Uh, it was able to pull things off that a lot of other uh, systems weren't able to pull off. Um, but it's a very similar situation uh, to me of the Sega Dreamcast at the end of the, at the end of the nineties, where the Dreamcast was easily the most powerful system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being a shadow of a doubt, it was the first system that was able to go online um, that you could play online games with, a fantasy store online, um, and it failed because it didn't have enough good games. And so I, I look to, I kind of agree with Jake, I look for the for this to be the last stand of the Xbox um, because I don't think, I mean, you know, Sony talks about the fact that they're, the way they, you know, do a console launch is that they sell their systems at a cost and they make it up with the games. And I'm just assuming if Microsoft is doing the same thing, (coughs) but they're not making it up with the games, they're losing money somewhere. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I just kind of wonder how long, how long the big wigs at Microsoft will allow that to happen. Um, Al, prediction for the next generation, man. What do you think? I got you. Um, yeah, so mine is very similar to Jacob's. Um, however, it focuses a bit more on the acquisition side. Um, I think it could easily be true that this could be um, 
Microsoft's last console. Um, something I don't hear enough people talk about is that when it comes to the demographics of the companies, you know, the, the Xbox is not the is not the primary breadwinner for Microsoft. They're very much in the computer game. Mm-hmm. And Xbox is a nice thing to have if it's successful, but like it's not the end-all, be-all of the company. Um, the PlayStation throws around a bit more weight f- f- for Sony than the Xbox does for Microsoft. Um, I think Sony needs the PlayStation to be successful a lot more than Microsoft needs the Xbox to be successful. And that, I think, is why we've seen the difference in game investments and also game quality uh, between the two consoles because Sony knows they need PlayStation to do well if they're going to hit their quotas and and not exceed their profits. Um, so I could see the Xbox Series X. I think that's the name of the base console. <laughs> I could see that being the last console through Microsoft. Um, I think the... I think the main thing we're going to see this upcoming generation is a lot more acquisitions of studios. Um, I think Sony um, is going to... I think the fact that Microsoft bought Bethesda, um, I think a lot of people are underestimating just how big of a domino that's going to be. I think PlayStation... I think PlayStation... If I had to name one publisher that PlayStation is going to go after, I think PlayStation is going to hardcore go after Ubisoft um, as an acquisition. See, that would not be my guess, actually. Yeah. My guess would be Konami. Mm. Thank God. That'd be great. Well, I hope you're right and I'm wrong. <laughs> I would lose my I'm mind. Just, I just don't know. If Sony walks up to Konami and Konami makes all of its money, you know, on right now on. <laughs> Panko machines, right? You know, uh, um, and they do. Yeah, they do. They make all the money on that, and that's why they're not concerned about you know putting out any. Yeah. The last game they put out will never survive. Yeah. Oh so, God. Who cares? You know, if Sony walks up to them and says, "Hey, we'll give you a billion dollars for your for your IPs," you know, right. not to buy your company, just your IPs. Right. Okay. Who says no to that? You know, sure. I mean, to be honest, it, it seems sure. like a net gain. Yeah. You sure. know. Um, because I mean, and, and the thing is, is like Konami has a good relationship with Sony anyway, yeah. because all of my Konami memories are on the PlayStation. Mm, sure. I mean, Melgar saw it, PlayStation, mm. Shadow, uh, Castlevania, you know, mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation, um, Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Hill. PlayStation, PlayStation. you know, yeah. so except for the uh, random Nintendo ones, <laughs> you know, so I just, I mean, I think, I think that's a, I think that'd be a win for them. Sure, um, sure. Ubisoft, man, I just, I, think, I mean, U- Ubisoft is so entrenched on like just being, because they make so much money off everything. Yeah. Well, they they do for to a certain extent. The reason why I said Ubisoft is that when I think of all the publishers, and I know this is kind of bleeding over into the next part of the podcast, but when I think of the publishers. Ubisoft, to me, is in the most transitional phase this generation. I think this generation is going to is going to make or break Ubisoft. 
because Assassin's Creed is their cash cow, right? Especially after Origins and Odyssey were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they were able to revive the Assassin's Creed franchise, that's like their cash cow right now. Far Cry was weird this last generation, right? Because Far Cry 4 was fine. Far Cry 5 has the worst Far ending Cry of any game ever. But... was very divisive. Yeah. yeah. Um, New Dawn. Uh, they Primal. did like a spinoff of Far Cry after Far Cry 5. They did Primal. Or, um, uh, New Dawn. Primal is the one that's yeah. the uh, caveman one. Yeah. Um, but it's literally the same map. <laughs> it did a bunch of weird stuff. Um, I don't think Far Cry... I know there was a big reveal for Far Cry 6, but I don't think Far Cry as a franchise has as, has as much pool and profitability as it used to. Um, um, the Watch Dogs franchise. I don't know if y'all have heard of Watch Dogs and That launch was kind of a train wreck. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Um, it did I, haven't, not, I, haven't, I haven't kept up with it. Yeah, it did not play well on PC. Um, it didn't play very well on PlayStation, on like the consoles. Um, either of them, or like, was the PS4? Either of them. Oh, okay. Um, and like overall, a lot of people's impressions of it were just kind of like, yeah, this is this is okay. I recall this way more than Watch Dogs 2, because nobody ever talks about Watch Dogs 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, this is just kind of okay. Um, Ubisoft needs to do some stuff this generation or <laughs> like it's going to be in a weird place where as a publisher you don't want to be where you have one really profitable franchise and the other ones could sell really well or could flop just kind of depending on what happens um that's why i think ubisoft would be the company of the publisher company that sony would really go after because sony could offer them s- consistency that they did not have this last generation at all. Um, I think Microsoft um, is going to... This is a one that's way more based on a hunch that I have, but I think Microsoft is really going to try to go after EA, this generation. I can see that. I think they're really going to go after EA. Um, and EA hardly has a leg to stand on in a lot of places because their product is so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So you have this this landscape, this upcoming generation, where you have the most consistent developers are already under an umbrella, <laughs> and all that remains are these really inconsistent developers who could use a little bit of the consistency that the big juggernaut companies can offer. Um, and then you have Nintendo, who's going to do their own thing. It'd be totally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I think if anything happens this next generation, it's going to be Sony and Microsoft who really are going to start to poach the other publisher companies and really start to build their empire. That's interesting. I mean, I'm still hoping Doc is correct. Just a heads up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm all same, same, same. That's interesting. I think, um, and I think that's, a good, uh, that's a good place to stop for this podcast because we're getting ready to bleed into what we want to talk about to yeah, the next podcast. For sure. Cause I already have a question uh, for you for round two. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. We're going, this is the end of the first part. Uh, this definitely ends our discussion on, on the, on the consoles and, mm-hmm. and uh, how the consoles did our next part. Uh, definitely stay tuned for that. When it comes yeah. out, cause our next part, we're going to be discussing industry trends and we're also going to discuss third party developers quite a bit as well within that. So thank you for listening. Thank all of you for participating. 
And uh, we'll be back with you soon. Yep. Yeah. Rip Stadia. <laughs>